Welcome to the Get Sacred Podcast. I'm your host, intuitive life coach, Melissa Elysian, and I'm here to teach you how to create more money, more love, and more sacred success. If you're ready to create a lusciously abundant and pleasure-filled life, you're in the right place. Hello, my love. I want to talk to you about creating intimacy and relationship with your money. I definitely, in my own experience, let me like, let's see, give a little rundown of my like money story, (laughs) my own money story. Let's see. Um, My parents are immigrants to this country, which isn't necessarily mean that there was a struggle but there was (laughs) but there was um definitely you know they married young they divorced pretty soon after my mom mostly raised us with some help with my dad um she had to hustle she had to work a couple of jobs to take care of the three of us she was very intentional about putting us in a very good um, school district, which meant that she had to work harder to like afford to live in the area. It also meant that we had the experience of like not having as much kids, I mean, not having as much money as the kids that we went to school with. So that was my story as far as like my childhood growing up. I could feel the difference. <laughs> I I remember I remember the field trips and I remember the calculators and like the other expensive gadgets and activities that um, I think a lot of my classmates didn't have to always be in like Um, questioning whether or not they'd be able to participate or have the thing, right? And then um, I worked really hard in college to get scholarships as much as possible. I worked throughout college. Um, I decided to become a nurse. I took out student loans to become a nurse because there wasn't money in my family to pay for my education. So it was either scholarships, grants, or loans. Um, I did my thing. Um, became a nurse, made a really good salary, and really didn't know how to necessarily use my money well. I hadn't had the experience of ever having money before. (laughs) So, like, I just went from, like, being pretty broke all my life to making, you know, close to 100 figures, 100K, six figures, um, out of college in my adult years that I really didn't know how to manage it well but shout out to me I have no regrets (laughs) anyway it was a it was a learning process and I think from that time of like becoming a nurse working really hard making good money but still kind of feeling lack because I had my student loans which were just insane and Um, I was working so hard, like being a new nurse is like the first few years is just like every day you're just trying to figure out if you're going back to work, (laughs) like if you can do the thing. Um, 
it can be like that. And I definitely started my career like in high intensity roles, right? I started as a ER nurse at New York Presbyterian Hospital in Manhattan. Um, it was a high level trauma uh facility so it was like stressful and I was making good money but I was probably using most of my money to feel good about how hard I was working and somewhere around there is probably when I learned or chose or whatever picked up the behavior of not being very intimate with my money not being in relationship with my money and let me explain to you what I mean. Like, you have a relationship with your money. We all do. You have a relationship with your money regardless. Even if you're, like, absolutely ignoring it and you have no clue what's going on in your bank accounts, you don't know how much money you're making, you don't know how much money you're spending, you still have a relationship to your money. It's just, like, what is the quality of that relationship? What are the characteristics of that relationship? Is it an intimate one? Do you guys know each other well? <laughs> are you avoiding each other like the plague? Are you, like, using and abusing each other? Um, is there curiosity? Is there play? I want you to start um, thinking about it this way. This is what I'm talking about. So at that time, I was probably like micromanaging how much money based on what I wanted to spend. But there was a lot of things that I wasn't willing to look at. And I, I want to say that and also say that I still have times where I do this, where I find myself like not wanting to look at a particular like uh, loan or or bank statement or something like every, or a bill or there's there's always Every once in a while, I catch myself being like, oh, let me look at that later. And it has to do with this time of my life, especially when I didn't want to look at, um, I didn't want to look at everything too closely. I didn't want to be too intimate with it. And I want to explain to you why I did this in the case that you're doing this so that it can help you um, have a better relationship with your money and grow some intimacy and actually grow your capacity to be with yourself around whatever you find. So if you are not going to be kind to yourself, if you're going to judge yourself based on what you look at, based on what you find, based on the details of you calculating your net worth or looking at your investments or looking at your debt or looking at your current bills, if you're going to make yourself feel bad, if you're going to judge yourself, if you're going to criticize yourself, if you're going to say, I'm bad at money, I don't know what I'm doing, this is not enough. If you're going to be in a state of judgment as you do it, you're not going to want to look at that shit. If you make the numbers be, like if you make their meaning be about who you are and your actual like value as a human being on this miraculous planet that is just like freaking incredible sometimes like I'm in awe I have to say that right now especially because I'm at one of my favorite parks and it's kind of like a bird sanctuary and it's so stunning and like it's just so beautiful right so we're on this magnificent planet that is not perfect by any stretch of the imagination <laughs> but but wow I just went on a tangent and lost myself in any case um if you're not going to be nice to yourself about it, 
if you're going to make it mean it's who you are and your value, that's where I was, then you're not going to want to, and, and you're going to make like the negative things about it, quote unquote negative. If you're going to look at it and make yourself bad, you're not going to want to look at it. You're not going to want to know because you're not going to want to feel those things. Now I'm all about feeling all the feelings. So I'm, I don't want you to shy away from bumping into those emotions that come up if they're real for you, because I want you to acknowledge them. I want you to know that they're there. I want you to um, have some intimacy with the feelings, but also I want you to know that some of those are just unnecessary and inappropriate because the money itself has nothing to do with who you are as a person or it doesn't make you good or bad, whatever the state of your finances are. If your finances are in excellent shape and they're exactly like you want them to be, that doesn't make you like a better human. <laughs> that doesn't make you more good than anyone else or anything. It doesn't make you more valuable in the grand scheme of all of the wonder that is the universe. It doesn't do that. You can allow yourself to have the thoughts that that's true. You can, because of those thoughts, have the feeling that that's true, but it's only because of the perspective that you're taking. It's only because of the lens that you're looking at it from. What I want to offer to anybody who finds themselves not wanting to have that intimacy, not wanting to know what the numbers are, or like knowing all of the details about the spending, but like never looking at like how much is my, I don't know, particular this debt that I have. Or if you find yourself not wanting to know those things and you are judging yourself by those things, I want to offer that you can choose not to make those things the ruler and the judge of who you are. Because they're not. It's just not. And if you can do that, if you can change your mind and change your perspective about this and insist that your value and your goodness and everything that makes you you is not decided by what the numbers are, which, you know, it doesn't make any logical sense, right? Like from one day to the next, things can change. And what does that make you? <laughs> does that change who you are? Does that change who you are? Let's say like you've saved $100,000 and then you decide to buy a house, right? Cool, you have a house. Let's say you put this money down on your house. Now you don't have the $100,000. If you make the $100,000 that you saved, make you like, if you allow it to be where, that you're good and you're responsible and et cetera, and then you spend it, how are you going to feel? When you make a choice, hey, I'm going to make this really good choice for, say, to buy a house, it's going to be an investment, or I'm buy a house because it's going to make me happy, I want my family to live in this beautiful place, and then you spend it, and you've decided that that $100,000 is what makes you responsible and good and, like, holy and, like, whatever, what happens when you spend it? Are you bad now? Are you bad at money now? Is your value less now? Like our inherent value. Is your inherent value less now? They're not related. They're just not. They're just not. Especially from a, the perspective of being a business owner myself, I have to just say like, 
from one day to the next, like I can bump into something. I can bump into an investment for my business that I'm sure about that absolutely changes what the finances in my business are. Am I strategic about making those decisions? Absolutely. And sometimes am I just moved and I just know that I know that I know this is what I'm doing and, and it changes things? Yes. And will I allow the fluctuations to decide whether or not I'm good at business? Like, no, maybe I made a brilliant, absolutely brilliant decision. And so the numbers in my account are lower because I made this brilliant decision. I cannot let myself just fall for the trick that because the numbers have changed that I've done something wrong. And I want you to be mindful of this. I want you to pay attention to this because if you can separate yourself, your identity, your self-worth, your value, your inherent value, and your goodness, or your even idea of being good at money from what's actually going in, on in your accounts and with your finances, then you can look at them from a very more practical lens, right? You can you can stay connected. You can become intimate with it because you don't need to hide yourself from how you're going to feel. You want to get really good at money. You want to make really great decisions. You want to you want to trust yourself as you make investments and you want to trust yourself as you take chances and risks that sometimes are going to work out and sometimes are not going to work out. You have to grow the capacity to be able to look at those things and not make it about you. Make it about what it is. Like, especially when it comes to money, it's like it can, it's like math. You have this option where you can just let it be math and not let it be you. If you can do this, you will be able to make significant progress in your finances from a place where you can see like practically what is going on and and make choices practically without getting emotional or like butthurt or <laughs> about it. And I'm not saying like, I don't want you to have emotions as you engage with your finances. So let me give some clarity about that. I don't want you to believe that your value is placed there because I want you to be able to look at it and make choices strategically. And when emotions come up, I want them to be about like what it is for you to create what you want, whether you're doing that or it's, whether it's working or it's not working, right? Like about like, like being able to test things without like getting overly emotional <laughs> because it's attached to your self-worth. I hope I'm being clear. Creating that kind of intimacy for yourself, being able to look, being able to watch what you're doing, be able to get curious, being able to like learn your habits and your behaviors around money and to know what's going on with your money will allow you to make smarter choices. It will help you to get really good at money. So you have to take responsibility for how you see yourself, how you value yourself separate from the money so that you can actually be with it, so that you can be blunt about it, so that you can ask for the help that you need instead of hiding when you need help, so that you can take the risks that you want to take instead of being paralyzed and crippled by fear because of what it's going to feel like if it doesn't work out.
the way that you want it to. I want to offer that to you. I want you to have a chance at that. I keep thinking about, you know, you know, as a black woman in the United States, knowing the history of the oppression of, you know, where I am in our sociological racial systems, right? And like knowing what the history of finances and money in relationship to being a black woman is in our country, right? I'm acutely aware of how many systems are in place so that I do not thrive. <laughs> I'm acutely aware. If I made my inexperience with money, right, from my like upbringing, if I made my inexperience with money, if I allowed it at this point to make me bad, to be a, like a place where I'm judging myself, it, it just slows me down because when I imagine what I imagine for um, people who who were just born rich, right, is like there's this freedom and ability to play with money, right? There's more money to make mistakes with, to learn from, to um, and when there's more money to play and mess around with and to grow from and learn and experiment with, then you get to get really good at money. I mean, and we. I'm sure we've all seen the headlines of somebody who's had lots of money and made like crazy wild mistakes with their money, right? Just like blowing it or <laughs> or, or recently buying a ridiculous organization for overpriced. Like they get to do that, right? And maybe if you, and if, if it's a person who's had money all their life, they've had the opportunity to play with it and to look at it and be okay with when they fuck it up and figure it out. If you don't come from that, if you don't come from that experience, you need to give yourself this permission. And the only way that that can happen is if you untangle your self, your emotional self, your, not even your emotional self, I mean, untangle your perceptions of yourself from what's going on with your money so that you get to play, so that you get to make mistakes, so that you get to learn from those mistakes, so then you can get good at it. And when I say good at money, there isn't this like standard good at money. It's gonna look different on everybody because everybody's values are different. How you're gonna spend your money, how you're gonna save your money, what you're gonna use your money on is going to be different from the next person. So good at money is really like the ability to be in relationship with your money, to create it, to spend it, to invest it, et cetera, in a way that supports the life that you want to live. That's what good at money means for me. It doesn't mean like you have a certain amount. It doesn't mean that like your saving has this kind of percentage of this, that, and the other broken down. It has nothing to do with the details. It has everything to do with creating a, a financial life that supports the life that you want. That I call good at money. That's my definition at good at money. And if you want that for yourself, the way that you're going to create that is by being intimate with your money and looking at your own habits and trying things out and taking risks and growing from those risks and learning from those risks. And then you get good at creating what you want. You get good at creating the finances that you want to have. You having the, your money work the way that you want it to work look the way that you want it to look and allowing yourself to feel the way that you want to feel 
about your money. The fastest way to that is to take this idea that your self-worth or whether you're good or bad or whether you're good or bad at money out of the equation and just let yourself be with it intimately without all of that. That stuff keeps you from doing that work, from being intimate with it, from learning your numbers, from seeing what's going on, from observing your own choices, right? Like something that I remember seeing when I was in my 20s and like, finally trying to figure it out (laughs) like trying to figure it out i have money now i don't know what to do um was like everyone i just remember bumping into like spending or money guru people and everyone's like you know do a journal like figure out where your money is going and i was always highly annoyed like highly highly annoyed, like how annoying. You want me to detail everything that I'm doing so that I can see it. I hated it. Of course they do. You don't know what's going on. If you know what's going on, then you can make choices about it. If you know that you're spending and like just listening to like just listening to my own thoughts, if you know that you're spending an exorbitant amount of money on like I don't know, nights out with friends, for example, you get to make the decision. Now, if it's me and I have to make the decision like this is the exorbitant amount of money that I'm spending on going out, I might be inclined to say, oh, it looks like I spent a lot of money going out and that's just what it is. And I need to know that about myself and not be surprised. (laughs) Like that wouldn't implicitly mean that I need to change my spending. It just means I know that that's what's going on. I get to make a choice about it. I value it. I get to keep it. I get to earn to have it or I get to, it gets to stay exactly the same way that it is, but I get to know, I get to be conscious. I get to be aware. I get to be intimate. I get to be in relationship with my money. I can, I can be in my power around it. Right. I'm not like, oh, I have no idea what's going on, which is a, is a something that we do to ourselves so that we can just like lean into this idea. I'm bad at money. So I don't have to look at it. I'm bad at it. Let me not look at it. Let me not have to feel the feelings that it makes me feel. Let me disengage. It doesn't matter. And I want you to engage if you, if you want to have a good relationship with your money, know what's going on with it. Don't hide from it. Be in your power about it. I hope that resonates for you. I hope that's helpful. I hope it frees you. Cause like, I'm thinking about my own journey, like of making, like finally making good money, not really knowing how to manage it, dealing with all of the shame and the, um, the shame and the guilt I had around my student loan debt. I felt so bad. Like, oh my God, the media around debt is so like negative for the average everyday person. Meanwhile, if you're like a gigantic corporation, it's like not a thing. (laughs) But if you're a regular person, they want you to feel really, really bad. Then you get in a shame spiral. Then you don't look at what you're doing. Then you don't make 
um, informed choices. You make choices from a place of shame. You make choices from the belief that you're bad at money. So, like, instead, when you're, like, about to make a decision, like, is this a good idea for how I want to use my money or not? Is this a good idea for how I want to invest my money or not? And then your brain default says, I'm bad at money. You look at a bad decision and you go, mm, it doesn't matter. I'll just do it because whatever. Like, I'm already bad at money. Who cares? Like, that's what it creates. And people win off of that. I swear they do. People win off of you feeling um, guilty and shame and then giving kind of your power away around it. When I'm like, if you want what you want, you should feel good about it. You shouldn't feel any shame about it. If you want to spend every dollar you have on frivolous shit, you should feel great about it. You should feel fantastic. <laughs> you should feel amazing. Absolutely amazing. Just like incredible. You should be savoring every moment. You should not be like, I'm just going to do this, and now I feel bad, I made a mistake, da, da, da. I'm judging myself, I'm bad. No, you should feel fucking fantastic. Because you're in your power. You're making a choice. You're having, you have a relationship with your money where you feel empowered to make all sorts of kind of choices, risky ones, ones that people call crazy, excellent ones, things that people think are fantastic, whatever, who cares? As long as it's what you want and aligns with your values, it's how you want to spend your money, and you make it from a place where you feel empowered and you're not deciding and you've already, like, you decide from the very beginning, no matter how this turns out, I'm going to love me. This is, does not mean that I'm a bad person. I get to take chances. I get to take risks. I get to make mistakes. I get to learn from them. You have permission to do all of those things. Some people are afforded those permissions with money a lot earlier than other people, right? Just like because of access. That doesn't make them better than you. It just doesn't. It doesn't make them better than you. It doesn't make them more valuable than you as a beautiful creation of this universe. It just doesn't. And so I want you to feel empowered. I want you to have good relationship with your money. I don't want you to feel good, guilt and shame around it. I want you to just see it for what it is and to see you for who you are. Like this magical being who gets to play with money, who gets to figure it out, who gets to use it for their advantage, who gets to multiply it, who gets to use it for the good that they want to create in the world. Who gets to have as much as they want. Not like dependent on what other people think is enough, but based on what you want. Based on what you need, what you want to have for the life that you want to live. Like everybody, because of commercials, are under the assumption that like everybody wants to have lots and lots and lots and lots of money. And I think having money is great. I think especially if you're in the United States and you're a person who has been marginalized or oppressed by the society, I think that's a good thing. It will absolutely help to change the power dynamics in this country. So I'm all for you stacking your cash, but also that's my values. What are your values? If your values is like, I want to buy a house in the middle of nowhere, it's not really going to cost a lot. And I don't really want to be next to people. And I don't plan on spending a lot of money. I don't like fancy purses or fancy vacations. And that's a good life for you. You should have that. 
you should have that and, and you should have whatever money it takes for you to create that. And you shouldn't feel any sort of kind of way for wanting anything different. And I'm sure there's a thousands of variations of what I said. You know, everybody gets to choose what they want. But no matter where you fall on the spectrum of what you want as far as money I want to offer, that it will be easier for you to get there when you free yourself, you free your self-worth, you free whether you're good or bad from what's going on. You just decide that you're good. <laughs> you just decide that you're valuable. You can decide that you're just getting better every day. And you let yourself do the damn thing and figure it out and look at it and be with it and be intimate with it and know the numbers and make powerful choices regardless of what anybody else thinks of them. All right, I love you. I love you, I love you, I love you. Bye. Thanks for listening to this episode of the Get Sacred Podcast. For more ways to connect, I want you to head to melissaelysian.com. To be coached by me, head to my website and schedule a time for us to chat all things sacred and sovereign about your life and your business. The link is in the show notes. I'll talk to you soon. Bye.